welcome back to season two of Content That Grows podcast. Uh, we're excited to jump in this season. Uh, today, I'm sitting down uh, with my co-founder, Kevin King. What's up, Kevin? What's going on, Nate? Good to be back. Yeah, excited to, to jump in. So this season, you're know, really looking at kind of like what are uh, some of the key elements. You look at like SaaS companies that have great um, great content programs. Like what are some of the key elements of how they've done that and grown over time and and uh, made it a, an important part of their business. And so today we are starting with, uh, you know, kind of understanding uh, the importance of having a clear ICP, um, you know, how you kind of get to understanding what that is, uh, and as well as sort of the pain points and all that. So I think to frame up how we want to think about today, it's really, you know, um, whether it's a content marketer or marketing uh, leader or anything in a company, it's just imagining you know, head of marketing or CEO or someone says, hey, really want to you know, be creating more content that's aligned to our ICP, addressing their pain points. Uh, and so today we just kind of jump into like, if someone's in that position, how do they actually go about that? What, you know, why is it important? You know, what are some of the elements there? So um, yeah, I would say, you know, to start off, like one of the things I guess to, is probably important is, uh, defining what ICP means uh, for, for everyone. So um, ideal customer profile is what ICP means. And so um, as we're thinking about that, it's essentially saying, you know, for your business, what are, um, what is the, if you were to say like, this is my dream customer, like they're, you know, they have all these markers or attributes or I mean, whatever about them. Uh, and that's kind of what we want to get into today. So um, that's essentially what your ideal customer profile is. And so, um, you know, there's a number of ways that we can look about how to get that data from people. Um, so let's just start there. You know, as you think about um, understanding, uh, wanting to understand a clear ICP for a business, you know, kind of where do you, where do you start um, or where do you, where does your mind kind of go first? I mean, there's a couple different places. <clears throat> I think, you know, it all depends on the stage of the company. And I think you typically, if you've been around for even just a little while, there's going to be a lot of existing collateral and data that you can tap into. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, leveraging other teams is going to be incredibly important. And I think historically I've seen um, uh, in the past, even a couple companies that I've been at, um, including Sprout and Review Trackers, is just customer success is a huge huge team to like really start with. I think they'd probably be arguably one of the best. I think a lot of people like to start with sales just because they're having the co the conversations like the, the most with people and identifying more pain yeah. points and all that. But customer success, I mean, if you have already a significant a high volume of clients that are using your product actively and have been around for a while, um, they're gonna be a wealth of information and likely have already created things, assets, things yeah. that you can like leverage already to like bake into some sort of framework that you have for your ICP. So I think like, I, I, I think, again, typically you see people go to sales or even sales enablement, which I will also point to too. Um, but uh, I think customer success or customer support um, combination of the two is definitely a, like a great place to start for having um, sourcing data or qualitative data on who your ICP should actually be. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that's interesting because my mind goes to like from in that scenario. I think you're talking about a company that's a little bit further along. If you already if you have sales, sales enablement, customer success, you're probably a bit more established. Um, 
in that case, my mind goes to like, I just want to like pivot the data, you know, a lot of the data around CRM. Cause really, you know, it's like, well, look, what are the common markers we can find around, um, the customers that are actively engaged in the product that they're, you know, the retention is strong, like all those things that, uh, you can, you know, pluck out some insights there, but, um, if we were to take a step back into like an earlier stage company where, you know, maybe there's a good product market fit and there's a little bit of traction, but, um, as a, you know, SaaS company, they really haven't like added a ton of those, or maybe even don't have a ton of data. Um, that's where I think it gets a little more interesting, you know, is to, to say like, what is a clear ICP in that case? And, and how do they, um, how do they determine that? And, and for me, I think I, I kind of jump to like, um, you know, especially in a smaller company, you're, it's just easier to sort of like work across chat with more people. So like the product team is probably going to be the ones that are the most progressive in this because they have been in whatever way, just literally calling people up or, um, you know, any sort of research that they've done, like they're, they're just in the weeds trying to figure out what are the, how do we need to build this product to, to help you out. So to me, that's, that's kind of where I would jump early on is like really just with the directly with product team. Uh, and then also just pretty typical that your CEO is an earlier stage is going to be deeply involved there. So probably less totally. data backed, but you're, you're maybe, uh, relying a little more on qualitative, but you should have some early signals there as well of how to, to build from that. For sure. Um, and there's also kind of like a chicken or the egg thing there too, which you like both kind of touched on that. It depends on the stage of the company, right? So like see, yeah. starting with CS could be a thing that you could um, uh, tap into for like one that's been more established but early on product is. But ultimately too, I think CS comes back into it and I'm definitely trying to like anchor to CS a little bit, but product team will continue to tap into CS further down the line to actually keep iterating on product. And actually I've seen them become, again, even a bigger source for other departments too, not just like marketing when it comes to that. So I totally agree. Product yeah. is, is going to be a critical part of that. Um, it's just like, you know, it always depends on how um, kind of like systematized getting that, that data, that information and de- that data. So it's not like you're tapping into your team and, your CS team or even your product team too much. Like that's going to be right. the biggest challenge that you counter is just like leveraging resources that need to be focused on like building the product. And that's what marketing always runs up against is yeah. how do I get this information without taxing those resources from doing the job that they need to do? Yeah. And I think, yeah, you also kind of, uh, that's a good point. Like if you are at that scale and more of the scale point, like the systematized way of getting it, not only, saves the relationship of like constantly tapping into people, but also helps you avoid the, the bias of that one CS rep who just gets real bullish on certain things because of a few conversations they've had and, you know, like really make sure you're kind of keeping that quantitative aspect. So I think, um, I think that that's great and and an excellent point. Um, I think the other thing that's, that's always kind of, um, interesting to me is I feel like, especially marketers can get a bit um, maybe like romantic about this idea of like our ICP and personas and kind of like geek out on, uh, you know, it's, it's this many employees and they have this and this is whatever. And 
uh, I think there's kind of a, a challenge of like it, moving from like factual into sort of hypothetical or or making that assumption. And so, um, you know, I, I'm curious like how you would think about where you sort of draw that line of firmographic or demographic data. Um, and we can get into in a minute, like, uh, some of the pain points and, and, you know, what, what exactly that means, um, to kind of uncover, but like, where, where do you draw the line of like being helpful and then getting into like sort of creative storytelling about what this person might be needing or wanting to do? I think, I've, I've thought about this a lot because I think this has become a more of a, a, a not hot topic or controversial topic, but um, I think we as marketers used to anchor ourselves to building like personas in a very, very um, traditional way, I guess, you know, like to your point, using demographic data and all that. So like, I don't know if that's really necessary. Um, Rand Fishkin and has a great post about that, a couple on SparkToro, which obviously we're all big fans of here, where he talks about how that kind of approach is kind of outdated, right? And some of the more psychographic stuff is even better to to use, which I totally agree with. But yeah. I do think that, like, depending, again, on the stage of the company, stuff like job title and all that, like, if you have enough data to understand, like, who's, like who your main points of contact are from that perspective are going to give you a good sense of like really understanding who you should be talking, who you should be targeting and who you should be talking to. Um, again, product depends, all that stuff. But I don't know if you need to be going into any um, of the other stuff from like a demographic. I, I, a good story or anecdote was back at um, Sprout. I built a massive persona spreadsheet for Bamboo, which was like five different personas across different various um, uh, of SMB mid-market enterprise. I went so far as to, I scraped all of our raw data. I got normalized, quantified the number of job titles. I even found the picture of people that were actual leads and then just made them different people. So I could like really paint the picture of like, this is who that person is. You know, I'm sure you've seen it, HubSpot has templates for these types of things and that's not to yeah. to knock on that but like it got a lot of really it got great reception internally people were like this is really great it's really helpful but we i don't think we really ever like put it into action in any way because i don't know really how you do it it's it's yeah. great to understand but i think those things are less actionable so i think um the line i think is kind of hard is a lot more clear this day i'm like there's a few key points that you should be pulling out um but you should really, really be just like focusing on, you know, some of the pain points and stuff that you were like probably alluding to and things that, and then just like confirming or validating it based on a job title or, yeah. or things like that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. I feel like the personification of it, you know, and like, this is, you know, our persona, mellow Mike, he's, you know, 34 <laughs> and whatever. And, and this is whatever, like it's, I, th I think the spirit of it is good. You know, it's like, you know, a lot of people say like, it's not B2B marketing, it's human to human marketing. And like, I think it's good at helping you remember that it's ultimately a person on the other end. Um, but I agree that I think most of the time those collect dust uh, and don't really have a good way to, to translate. So um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's what you said makes sense. And then from there it's like, um, you know, getting into 
some of the stuff that we want to talk about with like the pain points. So obviously that's another area where people talk about, you know, create content that, uh, that addresses their pain points. So like, what does that mean? You know, let's dig in a little bit there and, and talk through, you know, all the different ways that might come up. So, um, you know, I think one of, one of the ways, if your, if your company has done this, um, would actually be, uh, maybe not considered a pain point, but, the jobs to be done framework is certainly one way that you're sort of surfacing like, no, they didn't just sign up because they wanted to sign up for this product. They signed up because they need to do X and your product can help them do it. Um, and so, you know, understanding what those jobs are that they're trying to do with your product and what they're trying to accomplish can kind of help you frame that out. But, um, you know, what, what's, what do you jump to when you think about pain points? Um, well, yeah, I definitely think that the, the jobs to be done framework and con conceptually is the way to really think about it. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at that and there's a lot of different like, um, modifications of that framework, but generally being like, you know, what are the outcomes that people are trying to, to get to or drive to, right. Versus I'm just trying to do this thing. And these are the pain points or the blockers or anything in the way. Um, so I, I think if you start to think about it from that perspective, like you can, I was thinking about this earlier, but you know, like if you use a product, um, like, you know, a marketing automation platform where you need to, you know, send emails out, right. You know, that that's, you know, your job that the person is doing is sending emails out. And a lot of people would be like, well, it's to send emails out, but it's like, if you start to go and actually append that kind of statement with like, so I can insert, this, yeah. this, this here, you can start to like understand or creatively think about the things that they're truly trying to accomplish um, and start to really build an understanding of like the actual pain points or out, or things that they're trying to actually address to drive whatever business outcome, I guess, they're trying to get to, if that makes sense. Yeah. So to, to round out that example, it's not I, so I can send email or it, I want to send email. It's I want to send email so I can educate my existing customers on new product Correct. features so I can, you know, whatever, help add value, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, to yeah. totally makes sense. I think that's a helpful distinction in a way to, to kind of move further into that. And I think, you know, outside of that, it's also like, um, yeah, I think maybe even just the framing of pain points sometimes is, is misleading. Cause like, I would say a lot of the time it's sort of like, um, maybe like a, a motivator or something would be a better word, but like, it's not necessarily pain, pain point just sounds like this is a, a negative thing. It's a problem. Whereas like a lot of it could be proactive, you know, how do I, uh, whatever scale my paid media team, or how do I build a social media strategy or how do I, uh, you know, integrate Slack with whatever, you know, like <laughs> things that are sort of like they're building there. It's proactive. It's moving forward. It's, it's doing that. Um, and there's a lot of like research terms that kind of come around that, but it's not necessarily pain. It's just sort of that, that educational informational type of query, I think is a, is a big one, but it, it does come from understanding 
who is your audience? Who is that ICP? And within that, what are they trying to do uh, in their in their role typically to be able to know? Well, here's some common things that come up for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's ultimately the interesting part about like what you're building content-wise for various stages of the funnel, as we talk about it, is you know educating on how you solve things that are almost like peripheral to the the job to be done, right? Because that's how you're going to like actually make them the person who's using your product ultimately even more powerful and more successful at their job. So in a lot of ways, you're creating content that actually sometimes I know we are we talk about like product led SEO and, you know, really focusing on the product. But like it's really important to make to complement that with content that, yes, you can tie to the product, but ultimately ties to their job. Um, and then you can you kind of start to um, I think ultimately gain more traction and, and interest in whatever you're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think there's um, there's a number of, of factors there that just kind of all play together. You know, so as we kind of go back for a second and think about understanding the ICP, how you might get that information internally, you know, within the teams and that kind of stuff, and then from there, how do you take that? start to think through pain points you know it's, it is understanding that person's role you know and there's a number of ways as a marketer to do that you know it's uh one just sit down and just think about like you should know enough about it in whether it's like this person's a marketing manager for an e-commerce company or they're a shipping manager for this whatever logistics company or something like there's some things that you can kind of come up with could like just thinking through it, I think you can, uh, you know, reach out and talk to customers. You just pick ten, you know, reach out and ask them to chat for a few minutes and just ask them a few direct questions. Um, I think there's if you if your company has Gong or or some sort of tool set up for like conversation intelligence, I think they call it. Uh, you know, being able to to listen to those calls can be super insightful and in hearing how people talk about it. Uh, reading support inquiries uh, to your team, hearing how people talk about stuff there, you know, looking at any sort of like Reddit forums, Quora questions, any of that kind of stuff, you can find it information. Um, I think there's a, so yeah, I mean that's that's just the start. Obviously, tools like SparkToro, and you know, probably you know, still a dozen more ways you could do that. I don't know if you have any you want to add, but ultimately, it's like, well, don't let some of these things stand in your way. Don't make them up. Don't 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 just sort of create fiction that these are the problems or pain points that they have um, or motivators or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, don't, don't make it this big complex thing. Just figure out a couple sources, dig in and start understanding from there and, and learn more about your, your ICP. Yeah. To add to that too, about like not even overthinking, I think like this might be slightly hot take ish, but ultimately Yay. where we are, <laughs> where we're at with SAS in general is there, there is a lot of concentration within specific areas, right? It's marketing. There's a lot of marketing tools, there's a lot of sales tools. And like, yeah. yeah. so we're at a point where a lot of the pain points are, are we know. So like, if you're on a marketing sure. team, you can go with a little bit of like instinctual um, um, understanding of what they should be solving for, unless you are, which we're starting to work, work with some really kind of like interesting and disruptive 
um, like technology companies that are doing yeah. things for industries that haven't really been there yet. That's a whole different world, right? Like if you're working those, then yeah. like all the things we're talking about, you've got to like do your work. But like if you're focused in areas that are generally like the things that SaaS even started out in, again, marketing sales, CS, big three probably, right? Yeah. They're all typically likely trying to solve for similar problems across all of those um, based on just like how long the technology uh, SaaS products have been around in that space. So I don't think you do need to spend a ton of time. It's more like just validating, I think, a lot of what you might know. So like, don't make them up, but do a lot of validation on what you think could um, uh, should be be uh, talked about and addressed from like a pain point perspective. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I think the, yeah, the MarTech, whatever it is now, it's a MarTech <laughs> 10, 10 million, 5,000. Yeah, it just keeps growing. But um, so yes, from that perspective, there is there is a substantial number of people in the SaaS industry, sorry, a substantial number of marketers in the SaaS industry that are marketing to marketers, in which case you you know it or you like talk to your peer who is managing that area of marketing that is your customer and whatever. So there, there's some shortcuts for Sprout, certainly. Like we, by and large, you know, social media managers, uh, you know, uh, director of social media strategy, those types of things. And we had, you know, a number of social folks on our team that you could talk through and bounce ideas and, and whatnot. So I think that's, that's a great point that there are a lot that you can, you can already have a pretty good idea of, of a starting point. So, um, yeah, I think from there, you know, it's like, how do you, um, how do you prioritize And in, you know, next episode, we're getting into identifying topics and understanding search intent. So we won't get too far into that right now, but like, obviously it now becomes like, we're, we're talking about ICP, we're talking about pain points and, and whatnot, but it is still under the, the premise of creating content for them. So, um, you know, I think that's worth digging in a little bit to kind of bridge that gap of like, okay, you know these things. And even, you know, outside of identifying the topics in detail, how do you start to shift your focus into content uh, when you're thinking about ICP and pain points? Like, what are some of the things that come to mind first for you? I mean, I think, I, I don't mean to be like a broken record about you know, CS or tapping into these other teams. But I mean, if you're, especially if, especially if you're in-house, right? If you're working with an agency, it's a little bit different and the agency should be asking these questions or asking for these resources, but there should already be at some point, even if it's early on or the product team, right? If it's early on and CS isn't fully like baked or anything, there should be a very good documentation of, of things that, um, the, for like reasons why this product exists right so there's got to be there's usually a naturally st natural starting point internally um where people are asking questions or jotting down the questions that are being asked about um what what they're trying to accomplish on a day-to-day -day basis and those things i think are really really ripe for those like long tail topics that might aren't necessarily yeah. going to be something that you're going to find in hrefs or whatever right like yeah. i think if you're really going to be ICP and product focused, and we we obviously educate and talk about this a lot about like third party tools and getting volume, but like there is something to the instinctual nature of of just like create top, create content based off of 
of the things that you've already learned from your customers or the people you've been talking about and then go from there. Um, I think after a certain amount of time, if you've, you know, use that kind of general like direction or motion or strategy as a way to get content out there and indexed in search and collected data on it, you can start to iterate and optimize on, on what those things, what other things you should be talking about because you start to understand like intent and all those things, especially from a search perspective. So I think at least yeah. to start, that's a great way to, to, to get, get that stuff. And I guess like if you don't have any of that, I think it's an opportunity for marketing teams or agencies to enable their product or CS team with some form of, you know, questionnaire or something. I'm not like saying surveys, but some sort of, let's just say thing to collect and synthesize that from the people who are really closest to it. Cause marketing is always going to be a little bit further away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's a great point that like, ultimately if you, if your company has gone so far as to build a product, you know, even just three, basic workflow or things that someone's trying to do with your product, um, maybe more. So yes, I think um, we typically see that working well to start at product. And so you mentioned earlier, like product led content, which is essentially, you need to do a thing. Here's how you can do it. Here's how our product can help you do that or do it more efficiently or, uh, you know, however that, that like benefit kind of ties in. But um, I think that's a, a great point like you should know some of that you start there you build some of that more product-led content that has some of those tie-ins and then from there you're able to kind of start to expand out and say okay well that was sort of the the a little more detailed explanation of how to do it and how to do it with our product let's go a level up and understand before someone gets to that point of wanting to know how to do that what's going on okay well they're they're researching this they're trying to understand this they're Um, so on and so forth. And I think that's where you start to say, okay, well, I can identify three or four things I want to write about around this product-led piece of content that I created. And then, you know, five or six around this one uh, and go from there. And then, you know, obviously as you continue to to create more, you can kind of build outside of that and and really start to leverage, you know, what we'll talk about in the next episode with um, identifying topics and and understanding search intent and everything. So, but yeah, I think that's a great point. Like start with what you know and um, really just kind of focus on some of the, the very product focused aspects of it and then and then build out from there. Yeah, and I think also it's, it's good because the build out from there thing can get really scalable and creative if you start to think about how your product fits into an organization because this whole job's to be done idea of like outcomes and all that like rarely is a product singularly only impacting one team right so like you can start to really start to map out like almost the jobs to be done and outcome framework for the rest of the org once you've kind of like really built the foundation around your core icp because at the end of the day they work with people that might be leveraging this tool or it might be impacting in some ways like you can talk about marketing automation or your crm or whatever social even social platforms or anything like that um so you can get into like a really interesting area which we could talk about again on the uh, the future episode but um just how you can start to like build out from your core icp to like almost adjacent internal icps yeah absolutely yeah and you know we talked about martech and you know thinking back on some of the stuff with sprout like there was certainly a good amount of content that was 
you know, more product focused, or this is how you do this and how you can do it with our product. We did plenty of that, but the amount of content we had around like strategic things, how to, you know, build an Instagram strategy, how, like so many things like that, that were, um, typically going to be prior to even like needing to do this, that in a platform, you know, like building uh, content calendars, like getting, uh, buy-in across the organization whatever those those topics are i think uh, totally relevant and, and a great point to add as well so um yeah i mean i think that's you know as i kind of think through everything we've talked about you know it's from an icp standpoint you want to leverage the you know if you're early stage leverage the folks in your organization that are focused on product and really kind of like been in some of those research and, and conversations early if you're a more established company, ICP, you can learn a lot from CS, from sales, uh, and draw from a lot of that. And obviously being more systematized and how you're collecting data at scale there. Uh, and then from a pain point standpoint, you have uh, you know, jobs to be done framework and really understanding, I want to do X so that I, you know, and kind of complete that sentence so that you're uh, really understanding the true intention behind the action um, as well as, you know, thinking through uh, other use cases, looking at other sources for um, pain point or, or motivation type of um, topics that, that would really tie into the customer. And then from there, you know, as you kind of bridge into content, it's starting with product led, uh, very, very focused around the things you know they want to do, and then expanding out into uh, a number of topics that are sort of leading into those use cases where they would be uh, doing the product. So anything else to add there on sort of our quick recap of the, of the episode? No, I think those, that does a lot to take away. There's a lot of takeaways there. Um, but I, I just, I guess I just reinforced because I think we've seen it more successfully um, uh, nowadays than even, you know, a few years ago that like, it's so important to focus on, that ICP and specifically jobs be done. I mean, I know that that's like a, a proprietary framework that's been iterated on, but like it's it's really critical step in the process of like coming up with a strategy and content I like topic ideation and all that. And I yeah. really think if you adhere to anchor yourself to something like that, you're going to end up with a lot stronger content that is a lot more meaningful and effective for your for your audience than just going after you know. Let's come up with a list of broad topics that generally touch on the space, right? Which is like the old school way of going up funnel and middle funnel and yes. all that. So, so it's the way to go. Yes. I was just debating whether or not I wanted to also just throw in what happens when you create content that isn't focused on your ICP and their pain points. And I was debating, but you mentioned it. So let's go there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we still see today company like we were just talking about a company the other day creating 150 posts per month uh and looking through the topics and seeing this is in no way tied to the product to the icp it is content for the sake of content to generate traffic for the sake of traffic and uh we it's just like mind-boggling to me that we still see it as much as we do in 2022 like there's there's uh 
uh, yeah, like number, actually, I'm thinking more, there's a number that we've come across in different industries recently that the volume is is very high and the, the topics are thin or, you know, maybe barely related to the company, but really not. And it's just, um, you know, we, we've sort of seen that like that can, can grow traffic really, really quickly, but it, it doesn't sustain you, you run into authority issues. You run into the fact that eventually someone comes up and says, why are we spending so much money to create all this content? What is it doing for us other than traffic? Uh, in which case there can't possibly be a good answer because it's so irrelevant. So, um, yeah, so I, that to me is like, you can do it. You can get great results. You can create content that's not, you know, anywhere remotely related to your ICP, anything. You can probably get traffic, but in the long run, it just, it is absolutely not the way to go. Yeah. Those metrics, <clears throat> those growth, met or um, that type of growth looks really great on paper, executive team, board, that's what that usually is being driven by, or just some sort of um, um, misguided uh, uh, strategy on just like, we want to grow fast without really thinking through the consequences of like the lack of intention and, and thoughtfulness about content. So, so that's the thing I'd say to wrap that up is just like, it be thoughtful, be intentional about the content. It's not ever gonna be about like a massive amount of volume. Yeah, if you're trying to catch up to a competitor, just think about what that really means to your point. Like yeah. we've come across it more and more seeing websites publishing. I saw a, pub a website that published, they had a timestamp and a date stamp with like 46 posts on one day because they're just trying to feed the search engine index. And that's just, yeah. who's that for? Who's that really like at the end of the day, who, who are you trying to reach? I mean, you're going to yeah. get some organic metrics, but I don't know. And then if you think about what goes in that, stuff there's just a much more meaningful outcome if you're being thoughtful about like the level of content you're producing and volume and all of that and what it is yeah yeah totally agree all right well i think we got that out of our system so we'll, we'll call, <laughs> call that good um but yeah thanks so much for for joining us today and and uh as we chat through like you said you know icp pain points creating content around that and what that means and kind of how you can can work through some of those steps within your company. Um, please uh, you know, visit 10speed.io slash podcast uh, where you can get the show notes, uh, playback, anything else around this, a little more information there. And um, please be sure to subscribe and uh, rate the podcast for us. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode as we'll be diving into uh, identifying topics for your content and understanding search intent so as you're building all that out you can uh, have some good process around how to do it and and why uh, certain aspects of that matter to your to your business so uh, thanks very much for joining and we'll we'll see you next time yep thanks Nate.